Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. The number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This is episode 163. Today's guest, the television stage. Jeez, it took you a long time to get to me. <laughs> We've been trying, Mark. Uh, he's a he's a, a film actor and playwright. You know him from Election, For Your Consideration, The Big Bang Theory, Breaking Bad, The Morning Show, Preacher. And of course, he played Milos in the season eight episode of Seinfeld, The Comeback. Please welcome Mark Harlick. Mark, thanks for joining. Another, another podcast for Milos. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, Mark, it did take a while. We even, we even spoke to Milos' wife on the program. She was lovely. So, oh, but listen, yeah, cool. Ivana. So take us back. It's been 26 years, Mark, since the comeback aired on NBC to 33 and a half million people. That's it. Um, a memorable episode uh, in, in Seinfeld lore for sure, and your character being a, a big part of that. But tell us a little bit about how that process came about. Was there an audition process? We'd love to hear about how you became Milos. Yeah. 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 There was, a, there was an audition process. I, I was, uh, um, if I have my timeline, right. Uh, I was, uh, doing a character on a show called the single guy, um, which was be, which was created by Brad Hall, husband of Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And then through, uh, Julia, I got, um, eh, recommended to uh, to go in and meet uh, Jerry for this show. So at the time when I was doing the single guy, um, didn't have beard, had long. I was grooming long hair at the time. For some reason, it seemed funny to me, and uh, um, I was doing a lot of um, comedy appearances here and there. And so uh, I went in with uh, my vaguely. Uh, middle European, Eastern European accent, which is uh, um, derivative of no country except foreign in my mind, and um, an audition for Jerry. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Would you be willing to cut your hair? Um, No, I wouldn't. Okay, well, thank you for coming in. And then by the time I got home, I'd gotten an offer to do Milos, and uh, and I got to keep my hair. And um, it all came about very quickly. I think we worked the next week. Um, and uh, it happened in the middle of a huge, blustery, uh, rare, atmospheric river explosion rainstorm. At the time, and so uh, the uh, the production company had looked all over the place to find an indoor tennis court. Uh, apparently, at the time, there was only one indoor tennis court in Los Angeles, or in Southern California, or the San Fernando Valley. And so um, they uh, it was already booked. So we had to set up on an outdoor tennis court, and it was. Storming at the time, wind, rain. Um, uh, it, it, they set up a huge tent over this beautiful tennis court, but the uh, the rain and thunder, which any of your West Coast Los Angeles listeners would know, uh, thunder is very rare in Southern California. It was thundering. It was pouring down rain, and they couldn't hear anything. Uh, they, the, 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 the roar of it was, uh, louder than, um, 
than the microphones could tolerate. So uh, we basically just sat around all day and uh, drank coffee and ate snacks and then ate lunch and played tennis. And so uh, Jerry and I just sort of uh, shot balls back and forth until we were ready to shoot. And we waited for a pause in the rain. And uh, uh, if you watch the scene very carefully, you can see rain puddles forming on the perimeter and you can hear the rain hitting the cover, but somehow they were able to filter it out. And then it was just all bang, 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 bam, went, went by really quickly. Um, it was a character that I had, I just had so much fun with because he's uh, a complete idiot and uh, uh, just completely hanging out there and uh, is overly enthusiastic and overly embarrassed at the appropriate times. And I just uh, totally resonated with me. So the whole thing was like just a really um, fun, joyful expression of fun. I did wow. play left-handed so that I made sure that my tennis is not good, but I can return a ball. But uh, I I didn't want to, I, I wanted to try and not return ball. So I'm playing left-handed. Yeah, that's a good then, idea. So, so, so you're actually <laughs> playing badly, but trying to play good instead of faking. I'm trying bad. the best I right. can to yeah. play left-handed. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not like yeah. faking it good with the right. That's a, that's a cool, a cool trick. Um, that's a funny story too, about the thunder and everything. It's crazy. Um, the um, we were so, there. Yeah. We were there. That the the tennis scene is not very long. It took us maybe you know an hour and a half to film it, which is short in TV terms. But it was we were there all day. Yeah, and then the so that and and we were wondering because I know so it sounds like you spent a lot of time with Jerry there, and um, it sounds like you also um, had at least a working relationship with Julia through through her husband uh, on Single Guy. Um, in in the episode, you don't have a lot with with Jason or Michael, but curious, you know, either you know on the set or maybe after after the show, you know, throughout your career, have you ever, um, you know, what was it like there working with with Jason or, or Michael? Um, I know Michael was in that final scene. I don't know if it's actually I shot didn't. The same I day, didn't cross but... paths. I didn't cross paths with Jason. Uh, 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 yeah. His story, his story. Uh, um, Come back, yeah. Yes, <laughs> his story was uh, totally set in. Uh, in uh, that little office set that they right, have. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, Michael and I uh, hung out because we were theater buddies. We had been doing uh, plays together in Los Angeles. And there was, uh, there was one, it was, a, uh, it was a Wild West setting of a restoration comedy. And he and I were uh, outlaw partners and we devised a, a, a lot of physical activity in this play and we had a great time um uh, doing plays together very silly and uh, uh we also both happened to be yoga practitioners and so uh we would attend the same classes and we would do yoga together he was a great guy to to hang out with very silly very often embarrassing me in public, but uh, <laughs> it, it was fun to hang out with him on the set. And I was happy that our stories happened to cross because I think uh, I'm the one that puts him in the hospital, right? Exactly. With uh, exactly. with an errant, it, 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 with an errant ball or an errant racket. What is it? It's the racket that, yeah. that clocks him. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, it it is such balls. a it, it's such a tight it's such a tight script. 
Yeah, written by uh, Andy Andy Robin and Greg Cavett, who we also had on the program. Uh, oh, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. They're uh, longtime Seinfeld writers. Um, you touched on the accent. We wanted to go back to that because it's just one of those things that obviously makes this character so memorable. Um, you said you went in the, the audition with it. It's the, um, it's was the that always of, there? Yeah, go ahead. Yes, it's the, it's the accent of helplessness. You know, I still use it. Especially when I have my beard, if I go into a store and somebody is hassling me, I'll say, "I'm sorry, English not so good for me. I'm helpless. Uh, I apologize <laughs> so much for getting in your fucking way, you fucking asshole." Uh, and so I was using that. I was using that with Jerry, and I, he he seemed to be delighted. I'm not even sure he was looking for an accent. I know that the guy was, you know, he had Serbo-Croatian roots or something like that. But no, the the accent is just my, um, it's my mask. And uh, for some reason, I can be a lot freer when That's I have amazing. the accent. That there was there was an ac- there, there was an aspect of oh, uh, I didn't say my V's. Uh, um, uh, even even when I come to a even when I come to a, a, a word that has even in it, I cannot say the because they are helpless. They're helpless people. They can't, they don't have the that. So I would say, <laughs> e, even, even uh, will you come with me? And uh, Jerry said, you know, last week we had a guy that couldn't pronounce V's and he said W's and I don't want to use it twice in a row. So um, I did stick the V back in to wow. my accent. Nice. Which I thought was a was a rude adulteration of a fake yeah. Eastern European accent, but you know he was the that, boss. That, that's amazing. A very and nice boss. A very nice boss. With Milo, I'm picturing you just talking as Milos that whole week, um, even off camera. But uh, so this oh, is. Oh, can I tell you something? Wait, yeah. I'm interrupting. Yeah, I did talk Milos all week. Uh, um, and and uh, puzzled a lot of people, including um, I think uh, it was Gary Shandling that was shooting his show in the studio next door, and he wanted to come over and, and hang with Jerry uh, when we were shooting the final tennis court scene in the studio. We weren't outdoors anymore, uh, and uh, Gary Shandling couldn't find him, and so he came up to me and he said, uh, "Are you with the show?" Uh yeah yes I am yes I am with you with Jerry with Jerry you talking uh yeah I I was looking for him do you do you see him around uh, Jerry is uh I don't know how to say um he's busy uh, with the filming of and he said I I know I'm I'm a friend of his do you just do you know is he like over on that side I said I don't when Jerry speaks i just listen and, and and i thought i thought i was being funny but gary shanling said you know something's not right here and, and, and he walked off so either he thought uh, he's being fucked with or he really picked the wrong person um to talk to and i i was horribly embarrassed because i wanted to talk to gary shanling too yeah another another comedic uh great for sure right next door to shooting right next door to each other not bad you know, Hollywood, always, huh? 
yeah, they were always walking back and forth and sharing a good laugh. And yeah, it was definitely uh, like, you know, the room where it happens. Yeah. So th this is season eight Seinfeld, obviously at its peak, obviously, the, the, you know, one more year to go. And you you mentioned you had a you're in L.A. doing plays. But for the most part, this is pretty early on in your television career, I would say, right? For the most yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. I had I had I had been working on the single guy and I had roles here and there. Uh um and uh all of them, I think most of them were like situation comedies. And so I felt very eager and very comfortable uh in the environment. I felt that it was a vernacular that I understood, even though I hate performing live in front of a studio audience um do not like that um they also they always say oh it's just like you're doing a miniature play and no it's not because the size is the size is much different but you still have to hear the audience yeah i was it was so exciting getting a job on seinfeld right so you were, you were a fan you're a fan oh my god yes i mean it was a plum but my reaction was nothing compared to Ben Stein because Ben Stein was on this episode too. And uh, we were in the green room together during shoot night. We had already shot our pre-shoot, which is like on location. But the night you have the audience is shoot night. Everyone comes together and there's a little green room for the guest stars. And I was back there with Ben Stein who was saying, you understand. This is an extremely famous show. We are all uh, totally honored to be here. Uh, I just feel absolutely jazzed and excited about being on this show. And I hope you are too. And um, which is amusing in itself. And then he goes out and he does Ben Stein and kicks ass. Yeah, wow. And 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 the show that you were on right before Seinfeld was obviously almost as as iconic and as big and in, in our minds just about as good as Cheers, right? You're were you were in the was it the final episode of Cheers that you Yes, were in? it was yes, yes, the final the that final must have been episode. An too, to, to kind of be It was. Well, it was. And this was another case, Jimmy Burroughs, James yeah, Burroughs, who was the director, uh um he uh hired me uh, uh, without an audition at the recommendation of somebody else, which on a big show like that is, uh, it's a risk for the director to take and, and, uh, a rare pleasure for a young actor like me. And Jimmy Burroughs came up to me and he just in the same Ben Stein mode said, you realize that it's a great honor to be on this show. And uh, I hope that you're properly impressed that you were hired without an audition. Yes, sir. Yes, Mr. Burroughs, I really am. So everybody's telling me, you don't understand how famous these shows are. But yes. <laughs> oh, God, I was I, I took my script around and I had everybody sign it. So I have a nice signed final draft typewritten script to the final cheers episode that's cool that's really incredible yeah woody, we've heard, we've heard. woody harrelson woody harrelson scrawls his signature and flings the script back at me i thought <laughs> well, we've heard. Oh, woody harrelson was rude to me before <laughs> before he was woody harrelson it was so much fun <laughs> yeah we've heard the cheers set was a bit uh bit loose compared to the seinfeld set Ooh. seinfeld set was a bit more uh uh maybe business-like yes. if you will well everybody well, let's see. 
Yes, in the Seinfeld set, uh, Michael, Jason, and and um, <laughs> Julia had all come from the theater. I don't think that Jerry had done theater, but he was, but he had worked in clubs, so he had worked live. Everybody had a very uh, firm working aesthetic, and they enjoyed working that way. And uh, yeah, over on the cheer set, they were. <laughs> They were all <laughs> over the place. And especially since uh, it was the final episode, they right. were just, you know, they were they were showing up and everyone was hoping that the right words would come out in the right order. Yeah, it was it great. was it was thrilling. And then I believe uh, they had the big it, was it in Boston. They had the big parade after the closing night and it was um, Cheers cast drunk. It was, maybe before drunk was cool, it was the Cheers cast. And uh, yeah, Woody, Woody, yeah. quite something, quite Two, a fellow. I mean, you know, right out of theater and you're on two of the biggest shows of all time. It's I know. A I little know. overwhelming, no? Guy, listen, guy from Texas? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I, I was just whelmed. I, I was enjoying. I was enjoying both of them. I was a little nervous around Cheers because Jimmy Burroughs told me how important it was. But uh, but when Ben Stein told me how important Seinfeld was, I thought, you know, I feel pretty comfortable. Also, I have my embarrassed European accent, which I can. It just gives me a nice place to hide. Yeah. Did you uh, speak, speaking of your wife, uh, Eastern? European as well, Ivana. Yes, um, yeah, genuinely friend of the show. Yeah, yeah, she's Serb and Croat for sure. Did yeah. you guys kind of practice the the accent together? Uh, no, 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 just boom. No, we just showed up. We just showed up with it. Yeah, we I mean, just showed. And she was, and she was very nice to me. I was kind of like, uh, you're my wife. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we, I think. Yeah, and was I single at the time? I might have been single at the time. I it, it was it was it it was problematic for a moment, but only because I had to, you know, like get my shit together. I thought, wow, this yeah, is, uh, must beautiful have been hard. Women, to, yeah, must have been well, on that set. Forget about it, right? So, yes, I know, I know. So, yeah, I mean, Milos, let's be honest. I mean, stole the show of this episode. You were in almost five scenes. I mean. That's a lot of scenes I, for a guest star. It is. Um, it is. Yeah. Jerry handed over a lot of that, which was like, you know, he way it was, it was, it was definitely his show. He he uh, established the aesthetic, but he also uh had a lot to do with with moment-to-moment -moment filming, um, with uh suggestions and encouragement, and uh was very, very present and helpful the whole time it was really he, you could tell that he, he he wasn't coasting he wanted it to work um he was uh, genuine and sincere with the effort that he put in and it was really it put me at ease and it was uh very pleasing because uh the tv industry can be quite um you know for the actor uh you're in there on your own it's dog eat dog um, it's, it's self-serving, uh, everybody's grappling for their screen time, but this was really an ensemble show and it was approached that way. And Andy, um, Andy, 
Ackerman. Andy Ackerman was just the best director. And and I worked with Andy on other shows. Um, I don't remember exactly what they are at the moment, but I but I had had the opportunity to work with Andy more than once. Oh, on Wings, I worked with Andy Ackerman. And just a, a genuine, friendly, really supportive guy, as opposed to Chuck Lorre. Uh, yeah, we've heard stories there too. I mean, we don't want to, I don't want to step on a story if there's one there, unless you just want to leave it at that. That's fine too. Um, but yeah, we, interestingly enough, wings is the reason why Seinfeld was not on Thursday earlier following, uh, is that right? Yeah. Because they had a deal, the, the production company that, 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 uh, you know, worked, they worked behind the scenes and said, you know, you got to put this show on, uh, next, like after cheers, they had like a deal together. Wow. So wow. yeah, they, they couldn't get Seinfeld. They were trying to get on Thursday for a long time. And interesting. It's history now, but uh yeah, it's interesting. The Wings the Wings cast was also uh, theater people. And yeah, that's a fun uh, show. It's a fun show. That was a fun show. Yes, Tony Shaloub. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely had its uh, had its moments for sure. Um, yeah, and uh, speaking of stories and shows that are fun, we 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 would be remiss if we didn't bring up uh, the the Veep story that uh, you sort of teased us with. Is that uh, something that well, you they, want they, to share? They, they, yes. The funny thing about the funny thing about the Veep. Um, so uh, I think it was how many seasons of Veep had they closed after their eighth season? I think it was I think it was their final season and um and uh Elaine's character was making um uh a journey through uh like some some uh, a group of far east countries and uh this one episode they lost an actor playing a um you know the stories of the the uh Russian politicians that have gotten secretly poisoned by the Kremlin and yeah, yeah. Uh, they they manifest all of these horrible skin diseases and they're running on the left. So I got hired to play um, this, this, oh God, I can't remember his name, uh, government minister Nikolai Gazetsky or something like that. And uh, horribly scarred. Uh, I So I was hired because of my very positive Seinfeld experience, and because I have this uh, this offstage friendship with with Brad Hall and his wife Julia Louis Dreyfus, and so I was just offered this role, and I showed up, and I could tell while we were filming it that this was after spending two hours getting made up with all of these scars and blisters and boils, everything, and um, I just wasn't getting it. Uh, I still hadn't. <laughs> I had my same mysterious non-invasive European accent, but <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't quite, I, I, I guess they didn't really want the embarrassed guy who's hiding behind his accent and apologizing so he can get the better position in the grocery store. Um, this, this, uh, Elaine was, was uh, not Elaine, Julia was so, generous with me and so nice and all my scenes were with her and um uh, the director came out and i could tell there was a big conference in the back and brad hall was there who had hired me at least twice before and i just i tanked i tanked and uh we spent maybe three four hours filming a couple of scenes uh i just tanked and i got a very nice 
uh, email from uh, Julia about two weeks later saying, you know, uh, um, Stephen Fry was coming through Los Angeles and I've always had the desire to, to find something for Stephen to do on our show, just to add him to our, our cast collection. And uh, we think that uh, he, we may slip him in and reshoot that scene that, um, that you did. Uh, anyway, it was so nice to see you on the set. Bye. And uh, it, it was the first time I've ever gotten fired from a show after I'd already filmed it. So uh, it wow. kind of held that distinction and it was embarrassing, but, uh, but I knew at the time I, I wasn't, I didn't capture the comic flavor. And then, uh, and then I watched that episode with Stephen Fry and I thought, well, he's good, but that's sort of what I was doing. What anyway, do you, what do you think was, Fry. was it, did they, did they think it was like, Milos 2.0 um I it might have been it might have been and and uh the weird thing was it was a completely inconsequential character so uh I mean it was necessary for the plot but just a little appearance by the character so uh I thought that the the deep um production staff you know when you're when you're shooting a TV show the cast is on the set but over just on the other side of this fake wall is what they call Video Village. And they have the monitor set up and the director's there, the script supervisor. And on Veep, maybe eight writers and producers are all wow. huddled around the screen over there. And uh, Veep, as you know, was operating on extremely high standards. And there was something, I don't know what it was. Uh, you know, sometimes the magic works and sometimes it doesn't, but they were, <laughs> we would, I would do a take and then there would be about a minute of, and then the very nice director would walk in and said, Mark, could you try it again? And just try to be a little more assertive, but not so strong. And uh, it, it was all just, I was a little nervous to be on V too because it was another is another one of those shows. Do you understand what an honor it is to be on V? Um, and it just uh, I just tanked, which happens in the business, and that's okay. The magic didn't work, and uh, yeah, and Stephen yeah. Fry, Stephen Fry got a got a nice little plum. Well, uh, I mean, like you said, it happens. But where you didn't tank was Election, which was uh, which is an incredible oh. movie, and uh, that came out pretty pretty much after Seinfeld. It must have been pretty close in uh, in terms of you know maybe I don't. Know, I guess my question is there: Did Seinfeld help get that role? Do you think, or was it was it not? It might have. It might have helped me. It might have helped me meet Alexander Payne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might have. It might have helped get me on the short list. Cut your hair though by uh, then too. Completely different. I did. Uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> for that, yeah. yeah. To, for for that film, yes. To work with with uh, with Alexander, and also like this this new girl on the block. Uh, her name is Reese Witherston. Reese Witherston. Reese Witherspoon. Oh, that's kind of a British name. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon. And uh, and I was talking with Alexander, and Ale Alexander says, you know, I think uh, I think she might be breaking out pretty soon i don't know we'll see i have good thoughts about this movie and uh damned if she didn't wow yeah. i mean she played a couple of leading roles as a teenager before that but there was something 
there was something crossover into adulthood with this movie and that she was just shot out of a cannon after that the the uh alexander hired me immediately he hired me on the spot after my audition in the casting director's office and then even though we rehearsed a little after that didn't talk to him all that much and i never knew what was funny I never had the slightest idea of what was funny. So I just tried to play it straight. And it was the situation that became funny. And there were there was a time or two where I would try things. I would there was one place where I stood on a chair and he said, "Not stand on a chair. Just be plain. Just don't don't stand on the chair. Don't do anything fancy. Just be plain." Uh um and sometimes we would we would um uh have another take and he would he would uh encourage me to do less and do less until finally as sometimes happened to me in the theater um a wave of laughter would come and backstage i would have to re- to turn to my co-star and said what was funny what happened that was funny did you do something or did i <laughs> and uh and then i got some jobs after election where the director said well, we hired you on the basis of your character and election. So we would just like, you know, do more of that same stuff. And I just couldn't bring myself to tell you, I don't know what I did. I don't know what to do here. I don't know. Uh, it's a mystery. Sometimes comedy is purely situational, which is, you know, they, they call it situation comedy, but you see situation comedy, sitcom actors uh, really hamming it up. But the best ones are like they're playing for dramatic stakes. The tears are real. The pain is real. And that's when it works the best. But yeah, election was a dream. Yeah, I mean, and to your point, right off the heels of Seinfeld and another game for Milos. I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, there's things that are just kind of forever stapled in people's mind. And I think. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I I still I still hear that uh, in the aisles of the grocery store. I was going to say, yeah, I'm sure you people come up even and, under even with even hiding under this beard, people still you know they seem to there's some sort of vibe. There's some sort of Eastern European vibe. <laughs> yeah. So well, you mentioned you mentioned Jerry kind of having his stamp on on everything, and obviously, you sounds like you were a historian of the show, so you knew. Larry David's presence. So I was just when you got to the set, um, what did what did people tell you? Who befriended you? Like, did you kind of get a feel of uh, what it used to be, what it is now? I mean, this was season eight. You know, I no, no, I, I, I mean, not no, no, uh, no, what it used to be. Uh, it was, it was very much uh, even after even after seven and a half seasons. It was an active project that people were sincerely working on and and uh people had had other jobs that they were doing on the side but they but i felt that they it was it was as i said before these were ex theater people who knew how to show up they knew their lines they were on time um they worked hard i was welcomed by everyone and uh not treated as a uh as a day player, as a guest star that comes in to take up everybody's time. 
because you do face that from time to time, guest starring. And uh, most of my career has been guest starring in, and I'm really good at it. But I am prepared to operate on my own with no direction, no help, no friendship from anybody. And uh, and Seinfeld was like walking into uh, a club that I was a new member of right from the beginning and and uh jerry was very generous with his time and i know that he was busy 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 because he was you know he was in the casting sessions he was running the casting sessions and he doesn't have to do that his producers know you know they 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 know what he likes they know what the show needs but he was hands-on throughout the whole thing yeah yeah we've heard that and that's that's a testament to him and 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 actually making sure that he picks the right people and obviously he saw something in, in you and the accent and everything else um we we talked to the writers yeah, of the show Kevin and robin and i was yeah. curious when, when chris just brought up the uh, another game for milos part um you know you have that kind of back and forth with them you call them like sissy boy look at the little girl all that kind of stuff but was any of that like improvised at all like you know, did they give you any, any help there to just kind of go with it and just start yelling stuff th- out at jerry or- yes yes i think it was i think that part was another another game which i know was that was in the script right and uh it, you know there was there was no way to screw that line up all i had to do was my my uh boris becker imitation <laughs> isn't that the boris becker celebration uh uh little stuttering feet and and head up to the clouds uh yes but all the all the taunting i think was just we we tried out a bunch of things i don't remember now what they were but uh but I- anything to make jerry sit there and roll his eyes oops i missed another one another game for you milo Good old Milos. Fun. Good old Milos. Yeah. So, Mark, what wh- what are you up to these days? Where where can we find you? Uh, any any new projects or getting back into plays? Tell us a little bit about uh, where we where we can find. Good old plays, Mark. plays plays are really plays are really hard. Plays are really hard. Uh, a year ago, I grew this beard to do um, a Los Angeles local production of uh, King Lear, in which I did not play King Lear, but. Uh, it was a uh, <laughs> problematic production, but uh, I really enjoy working on Shakespeare because theater is my background, and um, I just appreciate the challenge of it. But then, uh, but then in the last year, I've worked a couple of jobs, both of whom, uh, both jobs of which uh, asked me to keep my beard, and uh, I just finished working on a project with Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, uh, another filmic stab at uh, the Scott Turo novel, his debut novel, uh, Presumed Innocent. And I play a serial killer that is uh, initial, that is suspected of the crime that Jake Gyllenhaal is investigating in nice. Presumed Innocent. Um, and it was, uh, it was quite a nice project. And we wrapped about a week ago and, uh, and I've kept the oh, beard that's, that's so far. Be on Apple, Apple TV, Apple TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I it 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 wrapped uh, first week of June, so I maybe looking at fall, maybe September, late August or something like that. But it's a an eight episode uh, making of the whole novel. Um, uh, there was a movie of Presumed Innocent with Harrison yeah, Ford, right. and I th- and I think that there was another 
TV series stab at it using the same characters. I'm not sure about that, but this is, um, it's got a pretty good cast. Yeah, it's David Catelli awesome. too. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Ruth Nega, and um, oh, just a bunch of really top-notch people. And and all of my scenes were with Jake, and uh, it was uh, he's he's a uh, he's got a magnetic gaze, as I think that's what he's known for his mag- magnetic gaze and his eyebrows, and um, and it ain't no lie; it's really there. Wow. No, yeah. oh, serial killer, a little different than Milos, but uh, most of it. Yeah, of you know, since since I grew this beard in, uh, my my character is skewing a little toward the seamy side. I uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So in the, so in presumed innocent, I play a nail biting uh, um, serial killer. Yeah, can't quite catch your eyes. It was fun. <laughs> It was fun to work yeah, on. Alice, for, for those of you on audio, Mark grew a, grew a little beard, but for the most part, he still looks like Milo. So uh, he's oh, looking thanks. good. thanks. Thank you. <laughs> no, you, you look great. You sound great. And, you know, as James Burroughs said, you know, you're really lucky to be here. Well, we're really lucky to have you. <laughs> I know. As everybody tells me in every situation. And, <laughs> and, and, and yes. And, and Mark, as I told the, uh, my as I told my wife recently, I I am honored to be here. I'm aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Mark. Thanks so much. Thank uh, nice you know, talking what, to you guys. What can nice we say? You, you. Fantastic with Milos and just you've had a great career. Keep up the good work. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Mark. This was great. All right, all right. Take care. Cheers.